Back to school. What a week. My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Ivy Beckenholt, Communications Director of Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for people doing good in the world. This week, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates uh, appeared at the Iowa State Fair. Um, very controversial Republicans. Redistricting is beginning in Iowa. Um, the, the, uh, there's more fallout from Afghanistan, but we are going to start with Iowa students going back to school in the middle of a COVID spike due to the Delta variant. Um, Ivy, do you want to break down and t- uh, break down the news about um, the the fight between Governor Reynolds, who is blocking masks um, or blocking local control, and President Biden? Sure, let's get to it. So, as we know, in the past two weeks, cases in Iowa have jumped 68%. So it's really not looking great. And so Biden has announced this week that he wasn't going to sit by and let governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting children. And if Kim Reynolds comes to mind, uh, that is correct, because she is just (laughs) having this disastrous policy. So his education secretary sent a letter to Reynolds, and they're looking into ways that they can remove the ban. So that's just kind of how it started. And of course, Reynolds kind of bit back. her response was just ridiculous to me. She was just trying to distract and place blame on Biden for other issues, not even getting to this issue. So that was ridiculous yeah. to me. No, absolutely. She didn't even say anything about, I mean, she barely said anything about masks in the response. She just, it mm-hmm. was a letter talking about how we need to keep kids safe in schools. And she rattled, she spouted off about Afghanistan and uh, uh, government spending or something like that. It was just like a total, um, a total avoidance of the topic. And I mean, I guess, frankly, I'm not sure what else she could say because it's like the way that they're pursuing or pushing, uh, the way that they're moving into the school year is really only going to harm, uh, kids and, and our communities because you're going to be putting, uh, these these children who are the only you know the the, the, the young people are the only unvaccinated largely unvaccinated group left um, and mm-hmm. and putting them in close proximity to each other and then they're going to go home to their parents and and the ones that aren't vaccinated especially um, are are going to be vulnerable and the people who are vaccinated but are uh, whatever immuno, immunocompromised um, or have a, a serious health condition already, even if they are vaccinated, are going to be put at risk. So it's, so it's no wonder that she's distracting from this. But I, I mean, I, I, I hope that there's a change in this and I, very soon, but, um, but I don't know that it's going to come from the governor. It may just be by force from the, um, from, uh, uh, from the Biden administration, but somebody's got to step oh, in for and sure. do something. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we're trying to push the governor. We have a petition up now trying to push her to back off right. and step back, let schools decide. So we'll link that on our social media. But it's really just horrible what she's doing. But uh, there's more horrible yeah. stuff coming from her as well <laughs> with this lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's being sued again. Um, yeah, no, so surprise. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a new lawsuit against her from the Utah company investigating test Utah and you know, 
their affiliate Test Iowa. So it alleges that Reynolds' office has refused to respond to records requests for over five months. Uh, this is not surprising, but it's just concerning. This was a no-bid contract for $26 million. I mean, it's really ridiculous to me. Yeah, and it's not um, it's it's not it's not surprising from the governor because we've seen local reporters talking about how from their news organizations that like news companies like they cannot get an answer from the governor's office on a lot of open records requests. I mean, and they should respond to all of them, but I mean, if you're a news outlet and you're if you're the Des Moines Register or Iowa Public Radio or whatever, and you're not getting an answer back. Um, at all, right. let alone in a timely fashion, like that is, that is disturbing, um, that they're not doing that. We, in Progress I, we have our own open records request into their office, um, from, from a few months ago. They're well beyond dead, the, the deadline, uh, for that. Um, and, and so this is not, this is definitely not new, but it is really good that they are being, uh, held accountable for this, um, because, the, like this is not how it used to be. I mean, uh, even under Governor Branstad, when we would file, an, at least speaking of our own organization, like when when we would file an open records request, they would send us the information. I mean, they would they would do mm -hmm. it. Like they, I mean, even whether they wanted to or not, and it didn't always turn anything up, but like they would be responsive to it at least. And that's how it ought to be. Um, and so it's it's it's. I hope that something good comes out of this, and they're forced to do something on these on these records requests because people have a right to know what's going on in their governor's office oh for sure it's just such a shame that it probably has to come from like iowa taxpayers resources to deal with yeah. all of these lawsuits it's just ridiculous so i mean but hopefully we get the truth because she's just not very transparent especially during covid no it's been it's oh. been really it's been really um awful and like pulling teeth to get information or the right information so Oh yeah, um, for sure. and, and accurate information. Um, and speaking of her silence, um, uh, two very controversial figures uh, visited Iowa yesterday. Uh, Re Re Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. Uh, they made an appearance at the state fair, and then they uh, they held an event in downtown Des Moines. Um, and these two are just beyond uh, beyond controversial, I guess I should say. Uh, Matt Gates is under investigation for uh, for sex trafficking. It's basically underage sex with a minor, and also um, uh, obstruction of justice in that case as well. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a is the congresswoman who is best known for her conspiracy theories, which has even prompted Republicans like Mitch McConnell to to um, to publicly criticize her. But while they visited the state, Governor Reynolds, Representative Ashley Hinson, Representative Marionette Miller Meeks didn't say boo about it and and refused to uh um uh distance themselves just didn't just wouldn't wouldn't uh wouldn't do that and wanted to appease their base basically um so were you surprised by that ivy or did you would you think of their like lack of uh of public uh statement about about these these two uh uh, uh, really national leaders I in the mean, Republican Party, although they are commercial. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked because, you know, Henson, Miller, Meese, uh, Reynolds are usually so, you know, upfront and they have great morals. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't really shocked <laughs> at all. Obviously, they distanced themselves, but it's just such a shame. And I mean, 
whenever Green and Gates were here, apparently they were just like promoting Trump and it was just a very odd scene. So I don't really understand why they were here in the first place, but I just think that it's really interesting that, you know, no one's really speaking up in Iowa about it. Um, especially, I mean, I know like Hinson even like supported her, like kind of whenever she was getting ousted by Republicans, like with not voting against her. So it's just a lot. Maybe they want to run for president. Hmm. <laughs> Who, uh, Gates and Green? Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're here to ramp up a campaign for president. Yeah, I mean, God. look. I mean, I can't even I know, but you, say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I After mean, after Trump look, won, that, I that like sounds, don't believe I, I was just you're right. I was going to say that sounds maybe a little out there, but probably President Donald J. Trump sounded a little out there too. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it is telling that they're here and 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 like. I think it's at least Matt Gates who's been really absent in his own district since the investigations have started, but he's been traveling around the country because he does have this national following. So, um, uh, and Iowa is a place where you can come and make news in a national way. If you visit the Iowa state yeah. fair and people are talking about you. So, um, I hate, I just hate that our state gets used like that and that our like Republican governor won't, wouldn't say a damn word about it. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, shocking, but not surprising. But uh, right. next up for Iowa news, uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, redistricting has begun in Iowa. Uh, obviously, it's not going to make the first deadline, but it'll be fine. But it's just we want to keep an eye on it for two main reasons, I think, just to make sure that, you know, because we're such a model for the rest of the nation, we usually don't have much gerrymandering because of the nonpartisan agency. Hopefully it stays that way. So just want to keep an eye on that. And then also just no matter what changes happen, even if it's not gerrymandered, uh, it's going to mean a lot for campaigns this this next cycle. So that'll be really interesting to watch for sure. Do you have any takes on it? Yeah. And I, yes, just the hope that like that, that, uh, I mean, the Republican leadership has said that they were not, that they are not going to change the law. They're not going to, that they're, and so what that would mean is that, that we should get, some nonpartisan maps that are actually passed. So hopefully that will be the case. Um, there are many people who are speaking out on this already uh, with the anticipation or with the, you know, with the idea that if that doesn't happen, that they'll be ready to, to take action. And I think that's right. But, um, but hopefully we will have, um, we will have fair maps uh, drawn in this state and, and it'll lead to, and we've had, you know, four or three out of our four congressional districts in the past have been very competitive and, um, we're not, we are a competitive state despite what, um, what, uh, politically, despite what some, you know, national folks might think, or despite some mm-hmm. of the recent election results, this had like, and, and I think that's a good way, like you said, we're a national model for the, for how we draw maps. And, and that leads to better representation because it doesn't always, it forces uh, our, your uh, elected officials and candidates to, um, to talk with a wide variety of voters, not just people in their own camp. Um, so um, I think that's a good way to, to do it. And hopefully that will, that will pan out as we, as we expect. Oh, for sure. It's going to be really exciting. So we'll yeah, see. it'll be interesting oh. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, Iowa, like in 2018, won three out of the four House seats. So for Democrats, right. so I mean, things can just change so fast. So that'll be 
something to keep an eye on. But uh, last up for Iowa news, we have a Supreme Stakes event coming up Monday. I will put information about that on our social media. But basically, you know, we've been hearing attacks uh, about abortion from politicians, especially Kim Reynolds recently, um, her asking this Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. So we're having an event about this. Iowans speaking out for reproductive rights. It's going to be Monday at 5.30, and you can find the event on Facebook, and we'll put it on Zoom as well, so you can find that information on our social media. Yeah, it should be great. Yeah, encourage mm-hmm. everyone to check yeah, it out. For sure. Well, next up, we're going to move on to national news. So, obviously, something is definitely going on in Afghanistan. Uh, obviously, we're not experts on this, but we're going to try to give the rundown a little bit. So, the Taliban has taken over after 20 years. And this has led to a lot of residents trying to flee at the airport and beyond. Uh, Just personally, this was gut-wrenching to see um, that, you know, this is happening in Afghanistan. And there's just been a lot of debate about who's at fault. And so it's just um, interesting to see, like, everyone become experts on this on social media. I was just about to say, you're saying we're not experts. I mean, everyone's declaring themselves an expert on this. So can't we? I mean, no, you're right. (laughs) Like, um, but it's probably one of the best takes I've seen on this, in my, at least in my opinion, is that it's everyone's fault. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, there, there've been four presidents, um, who've, who've, who've been in office since we've gone to war in Afghanistan and, and I mean, every one of them had the chance to end that war, um, or end that conflict and pull troops out. And Joe Biden's the only one who's done it. And I don't, I mean, I don't, it's hard to imagine that something like what we're seeing wouldn't have happened at any, just about any point. It doesn't mean that they did, that, that there shouldn't have been a better plan to execute this. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, but this is the problem with trying to nation build in a, in across the, the world, you know, on the other side of the world, right? Like it's, 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 you know, you probably need to, I mean, if if you're really going to do it, you probably got to stay forever, right? Like we're close to it, like, or a very, very long time. Um, and that's not something that we, you know want to do as a country i don't think and i I, another uh take i've seen that 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 is accurate is that you know the money that we've spent there for the last 20 years could have been spent on 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 nation building here and and building you know doing all the infrastructure things that we're talking about now and expanding healthcare and all those things and and I mean, that's not to say that there isn't a role for us in other countries, of course, but, um, and how tragic it is to see what's happening there. But, um, right. but that's like, it's just a difference in priorities and, and where we need to be investing. And, um, and, and yeah. And, and so I, I think that, um, it's right to not, to, to end this, to, to end that conflict, but could have been done better. And now we got to think about, the, the the people who are leaving Afghanistan, w- the refugees, like where do they like where do they go? And we we damn well better open our open our doors uh, uh, and be welcoming to them. For sure, I really hope that the U.S. and a lot of neighbors just open up because 
it's just ridiculous to like close our borders to them. But I mean, just like you said, we can't even blame this on one president because it goes back for president, four presidents, but even before that, like with the cold war and just, you know, the U S trying to stick their nose in every single country, uh, trying to spread capitalism. I mean, there's a, we can go on forever about this, but right. I mean, I guess probably in my non-expert with wearing my non-expert hat, as you said it, like I, if there's a president that you're going to blame, it's George W. Bush for like, like getting us in and like for, you know, which we probably, which like, that's, you know, not that we didn't need to go in after 9-11, but like doing it and staying so long and in a way that just set every other administration up for failure. But everyone mm-hmm. has a hand in this, um, or every president, every administration has a hand in 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 this in, in how this has gone down. Yeah, hopefully it's a lesson for the future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, next up, last up on national news, uh, the U.S. is going to begin uh, distribution of COVID booster shots next month. Uh, I think, was it eight months after your last shot, you can get yep, one if right. you're not yep. immunocompromised? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's big news, exciting. Um, yeah, hopefully everyone get like who isn't vaccinated gets their shots first, and obviously around the world for a lot of nations that need those first shots. So hopefully we can get those around too. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, like I, I think I've seen some criticism of this decision based on what you just said, like that that will mm-hmm. this box out, you know, like will there be enough supply? Will this prevent people from getting, you know, who are unvaccinated? Like, but I think we have to try and do both, right? Like, we if there's right. if there's a benefit to this as Delta is spike, a benefit to a third shot as Delta is spiking and as we're heading into winter months, like probably ought to do it right but like at the Mm -hmm. same time we have to like if you're not vaccinated you better you you get you got to get a shot right like or you need to you need to put you in a position to get a shot in to the extent that we can like we we need to get uh vaccinations around the world because like that's just because you know the united even if the united states gets to a a high level of vaccination that doesn't mean that that very that i mean everyone in the world needs to be protected from the from covid and also, if they're not, that hurts us because that's where where right. the next variant that could break through vaccines in a stronger way could come from, right? So, like, we got to do it. We got to do it all, though. I think so. Um, I think there's no reason to do an either or here. I think we got to do everything. Um, again, yeah, I I, um, just as we were in Afghanistan, I am not a doctor, but that's my understanding of the, <laughs> of the policy of it, right? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think there's no reason not to try to do both oh for sure next up we have hot takes where we give our opinions on the hot topics of the week first up there's going to be a captain america 4 i'm very excited about it anthony mackie's gonna star uh i'm very excited about this have you seen all the captain americas i have not i have seen Ah! i mean i like i i've seen all the avengers movies i've seen um, I've not seen all of them, but, but I'm very excited about Anthony Mackie doing that. Like I, I did yeah. see that and he's great. So I think that's, that's, that's very, that is very exciting. Um, yeah. at some point what I need to do is come up with the entire list of the, the Marvel movies and like, make sure I've seen all of them, you know, cause I don't, I know oh, I haven't same. seen all of them. So yeah, I think I'm missing like some of the Thors and stuff too, but right. Captain America's oh. like 
my fave. So oh, okay, interesting. Okay, okay. Actually, you know, I'm lying. Spider Man's my favorite. So sorry. That's. But I mean, yeah. you you could have just said it. I wouldn't have known, you know. But like, but that's that's good. Well, I just don't so. want I don't want Tom Holland, you know, to hear this and then think that he's not my favorite. So <laughs> you know, just gotta make okay. that clear. Tom Holland, if you were listening, you you know, like right. Ivy's your fan, so yes, for sure. <laughs> well, next up on hot takes, um, Kylie Jenner is apparently pregnant, according to TMZ. Obviously, this is very important world news, but Twitter's going a little right. crazy. About yeah, it, so. I'm I'm learning about it right now. So that is mm-hmm. that that it's so it's critically important for our listeners for the world. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that that is that that's included here. So. Yes. Very important. We'll have to uh, take <laughs> guesses on the name and everything soon. But okay. Okay. Just got to put that out there. Fair well, enough. next up, we have shout outs where we lift up great work happening all over the state. If you have any recommendations, please send them to at Progress Iowa or at Potluck FM. Uh, do you want to uh, get it going, Matt? Yeah, I think the biggest shout out this this week is to the parents that are sending kids back to school and and trying to push the governor to do the right thing and to let school districts have that local control and make the decision on a district by district basis so that their kids can be safe um we appreciate you we see you like uh, advocating for your for not just for your kids but for every student who's going back to school and for and for the the people in in those communities because that's like we said earlier, that that's how this thing is gonna, uh, hopefully not, but how it could spike, how COVID could end up spiking in here soon, with all these unvaccinated kids, you know, coming back together in a classroom and then going back out and and spreading COVID um, to unvaccinated people, um, and to to a lesser, far lesser extent, to vaccinated people who would have those breakthrough cases. So, um, shout out to the parents who are calling out the governor and and standing up for their kids' safety in the classroom. Oh, completely. I think I was in the Des Moines Register. There was a piece about, you know, an uh, immunocompromised child and like the parent has to stay home just like to protect them because they can't go back to school right now without the masks. So it's really disheartening to hear. And so definitely shout out to all the parents trying to protect their children. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Pollock Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We were mixed and edited by Greg Hallenstein. For more information, visit pollock.fm, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week.